Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. What is this? It's the world is burning edition. Uh, the world, world is burning episode. Whatever you want to call it. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. You know, I'm just, I can't pretend that I'm not tired of people. And the protests that turned into riots, I get it. I get a lot of what's going on. It's always ridiculous to pe- to me when people think that they have to really explain it to me. And I'm like, I'm brown. I get it. I know. And... I just, I I can't take that people, people want your support, but they want you to support them blindly, and that's not something that I'm going to do. So when it comes to, like, the protest, do I support the sentiment Black Lives Matter? I got called racist for saying this before. I think the world has evolved a little bit more now to where maybe people can take in what it is I'm saying and what it is I've been saying. If I don't agree with your tactics, then I'm not going to show up to your event. That's just what it is. And when it comes to groups like Antifa, I believe is how it's pronounced, which I've known about forever. I had a friend tonight trying to act like he was going to educate me about that. And I was like, no, I actually am familiar because they've been involved in a lot of different things. And so it's not like this is foreign to me. I mean, like, I know what's going on there. They're more on the anarchist tip. And if that's your thing, that's your thing. But I am not an anarchist. What I would like to see is for this country to, I would like to see this country turn into the place that it's always claimed to be. That's all I want from this country. Like, a lot of times my relationships go to shit like this, like what you see happening in these streets right now. And the other day I posted that, like, literally the end of every relationship I've ever been in. And it's a picture of a reporter with the fire behind him and he's trying to explain it away like it's not really that big a deal it's actually pretty peaceful here like that's because I don't ask a lot from the people that I date the only thing I ask from the people that I date is they be the person that they claim to be which is the same way I feel about this country if this country would just be everything that it claims to be it would be great it would be perfect and I thought that's what we were working towards I didn't think we were working towards anarchy so if you're hanging out with a group where I know anybody in that group is going to think that at any point it's okay or somebody in the group might think at any point it's okay to throw a brick or to break something I'm not going to be down that's not something I'm going to show up for. And I don't care how much I believe in the core part of the uh, the cause. Like, because to me, it's just not worth it. And I can feel when crowds are getting bad. Like last night uh, was the second night, Saturday night. I was um, hanging out at a show. One of our shows just started up back here in Las Vegas called The Hilarious Seven. And this is where it gets very specific to Las Vegas. So if you're not familiar with the way things in w- w- things work in Las Vegas, maybe you'll get a little bit better of an idea. Like, you know, the way things work in Las Vegas in a lot of cases is even though the shutdown has been going on, there's been construction going on on Las Vegas Boulevard the entire time. Like, you go down there, it's construction, construction, construction. The average idiot just thinks, you know, like, oh, well, it's a good time for do- for them to do it. Yes, it's a great time 
time for them to do it. That is one thing because there's no traffic on the strip. There's no pedestrians or very few pedestrians. More recently, you've started to see people on bikes, which, you know, they have these rental bikes that are showing up all over Las Vegas, which I think that's going to be a bad idea with the way people drink in this city. I mean, like we can all say that everybody's an Ubers and stuff like that. And some people really are. But they're still just your average drunks on the streets here in Las Vegas. And I think those bikes are going to turn into a real liability. And before long, we're not going to see their, those bikes anymore. I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. But I don't see bicycling and the strip as a good combination once we're back at full capacity. I just don't. So maybe they can enjoy their minute, their window, and make their money. And I don't hate on anybody for their hustle. But I don't think that's going to happen. But that's beside the point. Uh, you know, the Vegas, my point is there's been a lot of construction going on, which tells you Vegas is getting sexy for a reopening. That's what's happening here. Whether you want to believe that or not, as much as people love to tell me that I'm wrong, even though I always turn out to be right. Like, tell me a time that I said something wasn't like even down to this. Like I told people by May 15th, shit would be happening. You know, like at least we'd be making some baby steps because like I knew the way it was going to have to work logically is at first we have to learn to run as a city again. And that's that's what's starting to happen right now. And so, yes, the protests can happen and stuff like that. But I'm going to tell you, as a city, Las Vegas is only going to put up with that for so long because at a point they need to get back to the construction. They need to get back to building things. That's just the way this city has to work. It has to work on the schedule that we're working on right now. And everything has to start to reopen and we have to figure stuff out because this is what the entire city runs off of. We don't run off of protest and all that other stuff people can have. Those cities have much more history and a lot more going on than the way Las Vegas works. The way Las Vegas works is in a lot of cases, people aren't really too worried about, you know, um, social justice issues and not in the bad way. It's just people here tend to get along all right. And I'm not saying that there's not racism here and I'm not saying there wasn't a reason for people to march like they did. And I'm not saying that sh things should have gone down the way that they did in different cases. Cause I told people that I got the idea tonight, like really tonight, I didn't want anybody out, any of my friends. And this is selfish. And I know that I should be whatever, I guess more about the cause or whatever. But really, I had the feeling that tonight, all of the fucking police officers here in Las Vegas, because if you know anything about Las Vegas, they don't like to deal with a lot of this shit. They just don't. You know, they don't like to have to do a lot of extra. That's why, like, the thing is, the cops will leave you alone in Vegas for the most part. But once the cops get called, once the cops are there, then they want to take someone to jail because they feel like you're wasting their time or they're actually having to work. And I'm not trying to diss them. It's just the, the vibe here. If you've ever dealt with the police in Vegas, it's just what it is. They're going to penalize you in some way because you have bothered them to do their jobs. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying it's what it is. And so now you've got these cops that are going on night three of having to deal with this crowd control shit, which they have been shutting things down. But like the other way that they'll make protests different here in Las Vegas is they'll tell you because I went to the open up, uh, you know, or reopen Las Vegas. I went to two of those. One of those I actually was in it like, you know, as far as. I was in one of the cars because that's when social distancing was still being enforced and they didn't want to make the movement, quote unquote, look bad. And so everybody was in cars. It was like a big caravan of a protest. And that one, they let us know from the beginning, look, we're going to do everything we can to because, you know, they make an announcement um, or 
the announcement is made and the police's statement is in it. It wasn't one of the official people that was telling us. It was the official person running the march, quote unquote, um, that said, like, you know, LVM, LVMPD, Las Vegas Metro Police Department, we have their blessing. Um, the only things that they ask of us is that we obey all street lights, all, you know, traffic laws, like that kind of stuff. So what that does is that breaks your movement, your march up, even though a march is technically supposed to shut everything down. And so like when I saw that happening last night with the, um, you know, with the march for Floyd, um, I saw there were, uh, groups patches you know coming in and right away it hit me i was like they must be under the same rules that the reopen people were under but you know the reopen people i know that that group is going to try to do everything as lawfully as they possibly can because they're a bunch of karens and that's really what it is <laughs> you know what i mean like i, I know i shouldn't say that because i did go to the the protest you know i mean like i showed up and i'm not clowning them because everybody was nice to me or whatever there were a couple people with political things you know which is to be expected uh you know but they were handing out like you know flyers and stuff like that and vote for so and so you know like that kind of thing one lady that seemed to be on a mission of some sort but she hadn't really got her pitch down so it was kind of hard to like be like, oh, OK, so at the end of her pitch, I felt like, so what do you need us to do? Because we already told you that we're not in your area. So I don't really know what you're asking us. You're saying something about an affidavit and accountability and that you're not going to ask us to sign an affidavit. But you've signed an affidavit. And this is literally the way the converse or, you know, her pitch was going. And it was just like, I don't know what you're asking me right now. Like, I know you're not asking me to sign an affidavit, but what is it you need me to do to help your cause? Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't. Who knows? I don't I'd like to know what it is. And that's literally where I was. And I can't even remember her name. She gave me a card. She's like I said, running for something. But it really didn't make a lot of sense. So anyway, I was there and like there since it's a bunch of Karens. And yeah, it is a lot of white people. I know that probably not a lot of shit's going to pop off, you know, and like I never care about the open carry guys, you know, the guys that have their fucking ARs or whatever they have. I'm, I'm not tripping like you have whatever you have. I grew up in Arizona. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not at all familiar with that or comfortable with that. Not a problem for me, you know, and like I said, even like last night I would have joined because you know I'm a person of color you think this doesn't affect me you think that I don't notice it of course I notice it and especially and I've been very honest about this because the police used to treat me differently um, before I had the two tattoos on my face which I know is a choice that I made so I'm not equating this to being black understand that that's not what I'm doing here but what I am saying is I've seen the difference in the way that I was treated before and the way that I'm treated now. And so I see the actual discrimination that happens even when I'm being as cooperative as I possibly because I don't like getting into it with the police. I feel like as a grown man, I have no reason to get into the get into it with the police. So when the police pull me over, I know what they're going to ask for license, registration, proof of insurance. I have that ready for them. You know, I'm not at all obstinate with the police when I'm first dealing with them you know even though everybody hates being pulled over or whatever i don't really care because i know everything's current i know everything's where it needs to be and so yes check me out cool i'm cool with it 
But when I still get treated like shit, which is all the time now, it really does bother me and it really does get on my nerves. So I can just imagine how that's multiplied when it's your skin color and it's not a choice you've made. It's not that you decided to have tattoos on your face. It's something that you were born into and that has been your reality and that really is oppressive and I can see what a big deal that is. And to have the general public always question you and always want to know what it is that you've done to deserve that. Like you look at the Ahmad Arbery case. Like, you know, that's something that I looked into because I didn't want to go into it half cocked and have my ass read on the Internet, you know, uh, especially by the people that I have that are, you know, like because obviously I voted for Donald Trump. So there are a lot of people that are on the right that follow me or a lot of the people that follow me are on the right. There's also a lot of people that just don't mind or I have a, an open minded group of friends like on Facebook now and I'm not really trying to it's not at all an echo chamber but I'm not trying to have a lot of like real arguments because I feel like if you've got an idea to express I'll read it I'll hear you out but all this childish the way people are on Facebook now I don't have time for it I'm not doing it with people there was a point where I found that fun and I used to like to kind of bat people around and every once in a while I'll do it now you know because I'm supposed to be an idiot, you know, that's that's like the, the narrative that people have about me, but I'm really good at making them look stupid, so I'll take advantage of that, but, you know, it's it's even that's becoming rare because it's just not fun anymore because people are so dense, you know, like people just don't really have any grasp of what it is they're trying to put out there and they just will try to steer you in this particular way and it's like, no, that's the argument you want to have. That's not the discussion that we're actually having. That's the argument that you're prepared for. This is the one that you acted like you were prepared for, and I wanted you to actually expand on that. I wanted to go ahead and talk about that because that's interesting to me. The other part, your script, not interesting to me. So let's go off the script and let's actually talk about this. Let's actually figure out if this is what we're saying. Because I had one friend that was trying to downplay the destructiveness of Antifa, which, you know, I know it's Antifa is technically the way it's said, but for this, I'm going to be saying Antifa because I'm not, um, that's the way I'm comfortable and I'm not going to try to act like, you know, I'm not the person that pronounces things with their proper accent and all the time. So for the rest of this, you guys will just be hearing me say Antifa. And if you're not familiar, that's a group, they stand for anti-fascism. And, uh, but like the thing is, if you're enforcing your political views by violence, that's fascism and like you know i've seen footage of them setting things on fire and i've seen footage of them um you know beating up a right wing or maybe he's not even a right wing reporter it's just the way they painted him i don't know a lot about andy no um but you know they beat him up in portland and i just i don't get down with that like even when people were talking about punching nazis like you know and i get like the idea behind that and why that should be okay and what you're standing up for and stuff like that but i think anytime you put your hands on somebody anytime you incite violence you're also inviting in violence so if we're all trying to stay away from violence which i don't know what anybody else is trying to do but i personally am trying to stay away from violence i when i was younger there were times when i had to fight it's not my favorite thing it's not what i want to do it's not where i want to be and at this age i think i have a right to be past that 
I think at a certain age, you do have a right to say, like, you know, maybe we should use our words, or at least I only want to be places where people are going to use their words. And I understand there's certain p things that people want to express, and they're angry, and they really want to get them out. But for me, the biggest change has always come from actually conversing with people, actually getting to know them. Like, that's the way you change minds. That's the way you get people to actually see things your way is by, it, like, finding the one shred that you may have where you're, you know, like, oh, okay, I can see your humanity. I can, you know, have a conversation with you. And then from there you can build out. And you may not get them to be what you want them to be 100% ever. But you may end up with a really good friend that just has a little bit different point of view than you have. You know, and they learn to like lose their whatever it is, whether it's racism, homophobia. And this isn't like some Pollyanna, Pollyanna idea that I just have. You know, this is something that I've put into play with almost every relationship that I have. I just mentioned a lot of the people that follow me on social media are Trump supporters, you know, or right wing. And they're all cool with me. And that came from having conversations and being patient and not being willing to punch somebody in the face because they don't agree with me or thinking that that's an option. You know, I mean, like we all know violence is an option. Well, you know, if you were young and you had any amount of testosterone, well, there's some real betas out there. But, you know, like, you know, a lot of us have definitely dabbled in the violence a bit and at a point you get like you know i want to be past that you know and i have friends that were fighters fighters like you know like like i said i fought when i had to but i had friends that were they enjoyed fighting or you know like didn't mind anytime <laughs> they were ready and even they at a certain age just got like yeah kind of past that you know i i can talk it out now. I don't have to fucking get into it with everybody. I think that's just a part of, you know, and so when when I'm going to go to something, I don't want to be in that kind of situation. And what I was getting at with Las Vegas is that things are running on a schedule. So I knew that Friday night was its own situation. You know, that happened. Cool. The police have some patience. I still saw some people getting pulled over. What people forget sometimes when they're doing a protest or something like that is just because you're in a lawless mood doesn't mean that there aren't laws. You know, there are still ways that things have to go down in order for public safety to be respected. And so that's just what happens. So and it doesn't matter how much Perry Mason you watched. I'm showing my age by even mentioning Perry Mason. Nobody knows Perry Mason anymore. Um, Judge Judy, <laughs> no matter how much Judge Judy you watched or, you know, SBU or whatever is you're watching where you think you've all of a sudden got this legal degree it's not going to help you out in the world, real world in a lot of cases, and especially here in Vegas because Vegas is almost like its own world. And that's what a lot of people don't get about this place is it is like its own world, and it does run its own way. And I know that the Constitution applies to the whole United States and whatever else, but I'm like I said at the beginning, I'm not telling you guys how I want it to be. I'm telling you how it is, okay? So if you get mad or you don't like what I'm saying, then turn the podcast off now. Nobody made you listen to this. You know, so so this is the thing. So 
um tonight you know i knew it was going to be especially short because like friday night was its own thing stayed pretty chill for friday night by all accounts you know i didn't hear anything maybe some stuff happened but nothing really to speak of saturday night had a whole different vibe to it though like at the beginning it sounded fun and i wanted to go see where it was or what it was what was going on you know what it looked like I get downstairs and right away I see a problem because these there's legit Karens and I don't mean to use that for white women but it's just a good way to put it for this particular type of white woman because you know if there's a march going on for you know against to stand up against police brutality and you're doing karaoke there's a, pro a chance you're a textbook Karen. You know, and that's what they were doing. They were doing karaoke. And so they were mad shouting down to some of the black women, you know, that were doing the um, the protest. And so there was already like a little bit of heat right there. And I was like, oh, that's just a mess waiting to happen. You know, putting these Karens in this perch where they can. And literally, that's what it's like. You know, this place, the cat's meow is I think it's called the cat's meow. And it's right above. Fremont where they were doing the protest or one of the you know outlets for the protest and so um or along the route you could say and so there was that going on and I was like yeah this is a mess waiting to happen and, but then it got like kind of quiet you know as far as that went and then there was like a patch and then like another group came through but then there was another group coming the other way and then I start seeing the police in riot gear um, there's the police on the one side that are prepared for the riot you know and they're just stationary and then there's some that are running along the right side of the street now and so I see that happening and I'm doing a little bit of Instagram stories and stuff like that just to catch the vibe and it's for the most part chill but I saw the way that the police were doing it and the way that the police were doing it was in a way where they were starting to bounce. And, you know, once they start to bounce with those shields, like what they're getting ready to do is bounce those people into each other and create a bottleneck. I knew that that's what was happening. And I know that that area gets particularly hype even on a like because that's my area, you know, like when I'm here and working and stuff like that, that's where I'm at in a lot of cases just because that's where the nerd was and I used to perform there regularly and then you know guys and dolls or comics and dolls was there at the nerd as well and uh, now that place notoriety that we're doing and there's just different little things that have been going on so I know the way that part of Fremont I would say Fremont is my shit when it comes to me being in Vegas Fremont is my shit so like for me I already know that that area, you'll get punched in the face on a good day if you're tripping. Um, I'm not tripping. I have a good time there. <laughs> and I'm, you know, it's, I, I, everything about me works for that little area. So for me, I feel good. But as far as me noticing what's happening and what's coming in that kind of fray, because once you get caught up in, in the herd like that, you know, then all bets are off. It doesn't matter how cool you are or what's happening Anybody could get trampled. Anybody could get an ankle taken out. Anybody could get hit with a tear gas canister. Anybody can get hit with some rubber bullets. I'm not down for any of that shit. And I had my friend with me, Rob, uh, and he's white. And, you know, he's white, white. So, or technically he's Italian, but to the average, to the naked eye, he looks like white. And so when it comes to him... I feel like I think he's Italian. Anyway, I'm whatever. Uh, he looks white, whatever it is. 
and so it, with him, I felt like he was a little bit like might be in a little bit of danger if shit goes down because, you know, he might look like the wrong kind of white person. And who knows if people are just mad at white people sometimes like that happens too. like that's what some of these people don't get. Like when it comes to some of these situations, like with people getting run down with cars and stuff like that, a lot of times it's a moment of panic and not knowing, you know, like you see the guy that got beat to shit with that fucking sword. And I don't know why he had the sword. They said he was protecting his business. So if somebody busts in your business and you happen to have a sword thinking you can protect yourself with that, which I don't know why you would think that anyway, but this is not about his thinking. I'm not trying to victim blame this man. I don't know the behind the scenes story. He may not have been racist at all. He may have just been a guy that was trying to protect his belongings inside his store. You know, like that's also possible. And then he gets known as in what's going on, you know, and everybody in the confusion, just he's chasing people with the sword. And I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just saying this is something that can happen. This is one of these stories that I'm telling you guys why I get out of situations, because sometimes you can just end up wrong place, wrong time, looking the wrong way and everything plays against you. You panic, do the wrong thing, you know, like that guy. Um, you know, went after people with the sword and they beat the shit out of him. I mean, they really fucked that guy up. If you've seen that, it's not good the way it goes down. And uh, if you Google, you know, sword, even guy with sword, it'll come up. Um, but yeah, it's bad. And so like, you know, I keep all of these things in mind, you know, the way that things sometimes spiral and the way that sometimes it's just you know, wrong place, wrong time person isn't used to dealing under that kind of pressure. Like I personally, um, uh, don't really like, I'm very cautious and aware. Like I said, like when it got to that situation, when I saw the way the bottleneck was happening or the way they were going to create the bottleneck, this is the way I'm thinking. Cause I'm always staying ahead on these situations. Cause I'm like, mm, I gotta get out of here. You know, I like, I've been in a lot of situations like that. I know a feeling a way that the the way that the mood changes you know like just the atmosphere and that's what I pay attention to you know because I've been in a lot of those situations especially when I was young you know like young young because <clears throat> I just ran with crowds like that you know and so um I would get that feeling like okay something's something's up something's going different now and so I was like I gotta get to my car and so there was a point where I was walking and then I heard more and more happening and I was like a little bit of a jog gotta get to the car because I gotta get out of here because I knew I also had to figure my way out like you know as far as like I don't know what's gonna be shut down and what's not and people are starting to get mad you know this is already getting to be around 10 o'clock and I just knew that things were going a particular way and so I had to drop Acevedo off uh, Rob my friend Rob and so I had had to drop him off and so I had to go to Las Vegas and Carson Las Vegas Boulevard and Carson which is like one or two streets over from where we were performing or where they were performing that night you know that show I wasn't on I just went to watch and so um so I drop him off and I'm like don't dilly dally just get to your car you know get out of here because you know I knew shit was about to go down and people try to doubt me you know like on this like it, I know the way it feels when things have changed I just do I know that when we first got out there it was a little bit tense 
but still cool because I will stay till the last minute for things because I like to you like you know experience things and check them out so I don't have a problem just hanging out and you know but I also don't want to be stuck in a parking garage because you know something happened there's an incident going on and that kind of stuff and so you know I drop Rob off at that parking garage and then I continue like headed west on Carson to I don't remember what that next street was but I turned down that street and it's like you know a two-way and when I turned down that street there are people running in my direction not running at me not in any way coming at me but running in my direction I'm like that doesn't look good so my thinking is it was either tear gas or there was some kind of situation like that that had caused them to not only break the route but where they were running in my direction and so I just did an illegal u-turn right there busted back onto Carson and then drove east until I got to like the residential part and going through I was seeing emergency vehicles uh, police ambulance you know and then further out there's like North Las Vegas and so like there was just a lot of action going on and I like you know my friend Rob thought that I was just kind of overreacting or whatever but I'm like no I know when it's time for us to get out of there and then sure enough you know I get home and I look online and they had started busting out the windows to the uh, uh, easy pawn and people were getting um, and this is going on, on right there where I dropped Rob off it was like if you even see the video it's on I shared it on my Facebook but it's right on Carson and Las Vegas Boulevard is where that easy pawn is right where I dropped him off I told him I just know when things are about to go bad and so you know and then I came home and watched it and I was like thinking like I wonder how much they're gonna let happen because the way that they set it up in Las Vegas is they'll really control what you have access to. And I don't blame them because there is a lot of money. Like when it comes to the casinos, you know, um, like the casinos on the other side, like I think that's the silver nugget that's right there. I always forget if that's a silver nugget or I no, I think it's the golden nugget. Yeah, it's the golden nugget. And so there was the golden nugget right there. And there's also um, like Binion's is right there on that little part of which was closed down, you know, that part of Fremont. <clears throat> and so I knew that they weren't going to let, you know, that get too crazy. Um, so so it's like this is going to play out a certain way and I knew it you know and then the next thing you know like right there like I said the easy pond was getting taken down they were um, tear gassing people and it looked like they were tear gassing from both directions you know like it looked like they kind of like from the video that I saw because like I said I was home by that time I'm not going to be part of any of that but it looked like they were kind of tear gassing them from both directions to like funnel them out which is what they wanted to do because like I said, you know, you may not like it, but at a certain point, it's not really about the protest. It's not about police for them. It's about them needing to do what they need to do so that everything can get back to running the way that it has to run. Like the construction workers get back to what they're doing. And this sounds like a very callous way of doing things, but it's what happened. So then Sunday night, you know, tonight I was hoping none of my friends would be out because to me at this point, like, the protest has happened. This isn't that kind of situation for Las Vegas. You know, it happened in Minneapolis, so it can't just consume us for the rest of time or however long you necessarily want it to. Like, you've made your show, you know, and I don't mean that at all 
disrespectful way, you know, but just like you've you've made your point. You've showed your demonstration. You know, people have seen it. Your numbers have been up or been out. You know, like it's it's good, but everything needs to get back to running the way that it was supposed to run. And the number of police that they're having to use and tonight they were having them in different areas. And so I knew that this city time is money. They're going to do something about this. And sure enough. From the reports I'm seeing on Twitter and stuff like that, you know, the trending like Las Vegas protest, I think, is the trend, the trending right now uh, that I saw um, in that it, it does look like that's what it was like, you know, the chief of police or whoever is in charge of that particular operation was probably like, hey, want to get home to my wife tonight, fellas. So it's going to be a short protest. And that's what they decided. And that's what they did. And I feel bad for my friends in L.A. because they're dealing with actual martial law over there. You know, they they are really on lockdown. They've got curfew and they've got um, National Guard and their curfew is being enforced. And I was just on the friend with my one of my friends, Eric Abenante. He's been on the podcast a long time ago. Um, I was talking to him and he was telling me that it's a different level of desperation right now in L.A. He was telling me stuff I didn't even know. I thought they weren't allowed to evict people. And apparently this last month they were allowed to evict people or they started to. Excuse me, I sneezed. It's it's the vids, clearly. This is when I would get hit with corona. But, um, yeah, he was telling me that it's a different level of desperation there because people have started to get kicked out of their places, and I thought eviction had stopped. I thought they weren't allowed to evict right now, but apparently in L.A., they are evicting people. So I don't think a lot of the mainstream even knows that because I think people would be more outraged. And, like, that's why it would be helpful for us to talk to each other and be respectful because in a lot of cases and i've said this before cancel culture is being used on the wrong things it's like why is it that we're focusing on what madonna has said or madonna there was something about madonna's son doing an interpretive dance or whatever to express his pain over you know the george floyd situation and everybody was up in arms about that so that's what you want to talk about. You want to cancel Jimmy Fallon. That's top priority when people are being displaced during by their landlords during a pandemic. And now we have rioting in the streets and you wonder why people are angry and why they want to break stuff. That's why I don't completely blame like Antifa. I'm not a fan of what they do because I feel like they are a lot of times white kids that are making things worse for black people or the causes that they claim to support. Like in a lot of cases, whether that's their intention or not, they're making it worse. They're making that delegitimizing that situation by creating the violence. But when actual black people or people from the hood in general have that anger, I, you know, I, I, that wouldn't be the way I would want to handle it. Or I'd hope I wouldn't handle it that way, but they're dealing with something different than what I'm probably comprehending. And so I'm not going to judge people for being at the level that they're at when they finally are fed up, you know, like that part. I don't, I don't condone it because I have a friend that lost, you know, he sells vintage clothing and stuff like that. And um, I didn't know this. A friend of mine, another friend of mine who is a former insurance adjuster, 
um, professional. You know, this was what he actually did for a living. He was telling me that when it comes to, um, I think it's social unrest is the term he used. It's not covered by your insurance. So um, my friend lost all of his inventory and he's a good guy and not at all racist and definitely supports Black Lives Matter. But, you know, like he just happened to be in the path of what was happening in L.A. And so now he's lost all of that inventory, all of it. And he's been on the same, you know, shutdown that everybody else has been on. So he hasn't been able to be making money up until now. And then his inventory is gone. He hasn't made money for a couple months. And now he's got no inventory. So. You know, that I can see from both sides. I'm, I'm not going to argue with either side because I don't have a dog in the fight. So it's not something I'm going to argue, but I'm just going to say that I do see it from both sides when it comes to things like that. And I think that's where a, a lot of people disappoint me because they can't ever look at anything from anybody else's side, but then they want to pretend that they're part of the solution. And it's like, are you really a part of the solution if you only know your side? If you only know the way you feel about things and you can't even take a minute, like it doesn't even occur to you that maybe somewhere in here at some point we should be able to find some sort of compromise and at least viewpoints just to continue the conversation and see what we can actually get accomplished. So if you're not willing to do that on any level, to me, you're already a part of the problem, you know, and then there's also the politics side of it. People would love to like be like, you know, oh, well, where's Donald Trump right now? Well, the other night when Donald Trump spoke, he said when the looting starts, the shooting starts. So I don't really know if that's who we want to get words of inspiration from right now. So how about you just keep his name out of your mouth? Because really right now, I'm going to tell you as a person that voted for him, we don't need him right now. Right now, he can stay dormant. He's in a bunker somewhere. Good. Keep him there. Take his phone away. Don't let him tweet shit. How about we do it like that? You know, like, why are you wishing for things you don't want? Where's Donald Trump at a time like this? Maybe, maybe you shut up. Maybe we have enough problems right now. <sighs> and then there's people that are like, well, you just don't want to hear anybody disparage him. Oh, no, believe me. There are times when I disparage him. I don't give a fuck. I, you know, I have loyalty to this country. I have loyalty to seeing things get better here. And like I said, seeing us live it, live up to what it is we're supposed to be. That's something I would like to see by the time that I'm dead. Yeah, I'll be honest with you about that. But at the same time, we've got some growing to do. And part of that growing is shit you don't like. And you know what? Donald Trump is shit you don't like. And for right now, I'm all right with you still hating him because you clearly haven't learned your lesson. You're dealing with a person that wants attention and publicity. And what do you give him daily? Attention and publicity. So really, do you want him gone? Because if I had a personality that I knew craved constant attention and personality and I really wanted to get rid of them, I really wanted them to be a complete non-issue, what I would do is give them the opposite of what they want, which is completely ignore them. Well, it's dangerous to complete. No, it's really not. I would s silently, 
quietly fight the issues that they're putting on the table that I don't agree with. And I think every reasonable person would also join in on that like they usually do. But I definitely wouldn't constantly give them exactly what they want. Half the time, I'm not even paying attention. And then all of a sudden, the whole world will act like there's this thing I have to see. And then I'll check it out. And then guess what? I find it entertaining because for some reason, Donald Trump hits my funny bone. I don't know why. And I'm going to admit that it might be a character flaw. It might be why people don't think I'm funny, which is funny when people tell me that because, you know, it's like people will try to hurt your feelings and be like, well, your comedy is terrible and you're not even funny. And it's like, bitch, mm -mm, I know what I do. So that one, you you're not going to shake this foundation. Not on that. I mean, like, well, really not on anything because the average person is an idiot. So I don't even care about their opinions. Uh, That's just me being honest. You know, I got to be like when people like really come for me on certain things, I always feel like you're such a fucking basic bitch. Like you have no idea about anything you're talking about, like anything at all. Like you're trying to talk to me about stand up right now. That's something I actually know about. And guess what? I'm good at it. So I'm not worried about you saying I'm not funny because you didn't like something that I said on social media. Like get over it. Social media. And so half the time I'm fishing anyway. Half the time I'm just trying to figure out where everybody's at. Take everybody's temperature. See what people are laughing at. See what people still have no sense of humor about. And like some of my friends are constantly complaining about Donald Trump and I've started to just snooze those people because it's like it's been four years. Well, you know, three and a half years and you haven't come up with the game plan yet. The best you got is Joe Biden. That's what you're doing is Joe Biden. All right. Run that play. Let's see how that works out for you, because I'm already telling you that's not going to happen and I'm not going home with the losing team. So guess what I'm doing again? I guess it's some more shit that you're not going to fucking like. Because I'm not going to be part of the Hillary crying crowd. When that was happening, I was like, this is the worst advertisement for whatever you guys are. Like, you didn't win, so you're crying. Oh, yeah, the whole world's over. It's not really over, and it's not going to be over, even when it came to the COVID situation. Like, and I noticed everybody just forgot about COVID. Like, it did get on my nerves that one of the people that was the most stay-at-home people that I know suddenly comes out for this, and, like, he's immunocompromised. Well, you were still immunocompromised before, and now suddenly this cause is worth coming out for. And I get why you're coming out, but it's not really just because of the cause. It's also because we've realized that COVID wasn't everything, didn't pan out to be exactly what it was supposed to be. And that's something I also, it frustrates me that people can't just accept that. People still want to argue with that and be mad about it and act like you're saying something wrong when you're like, it just didn't pan out to be what it was supposed to be. I'm sorry. No pun intended when I say pan out, you know, pandemic, pan out. That wasn't intended at all. It's just, I guess my inner cheese ball every once in a while wants to come out. But yeah, you know, it's just like for me, it, it, like it's a bunch of people in this country right now that just don't want to evolve and accept when they're wrong or when certain things don't turn out to be exactly what you wanted them to be. And then also they want to wish that we lived in a world that we didn't live in, but at the same time believe that that world isn't possible. So if you don't believe that's that world is possible, then why do you have the nerve to ask the rest of, a, rest of us to even try to create it? Like, shouldn't you at least have to believe in it for me to be expected to work on it? And I'm willing to work on it. I do my part every day to try to be a better person. And some days I fail. 
I mean, like some days I do fail, but most days I got to say that I do at least become a little bit better of a person, just even as far as opening up my mind, being willing to listen to other people, learning to adjust the way that I speak with people. Like when I said earlier that I don't really like arguing with people on Facebook anymore, it's because I've learned, like, you know, if I'm trying to be entertaining, then yeah, I can definitely argue with people. And it's not like I'm completely above it. Like I said, every once in a while I still do it. But like the truth is, if I'm really being a part of like the change that I want to see, then I need to be able to take in more. Also, it's helpful for me to take in more just from a comedic point of view, because it really is not like Tim Dillon said this yesterday on his podcast, and it was so exactly spot on for the way I think. And if you get a chance to listen to the latest episode of Tim Dillon's podcast and you'll see, cause one of the things I like about him is like, we have completely different ways of expressing it, but we think a lot in a lot of ways, think, think a lot alike in a lot of ways. Like, you know, when it comes to that particular, it's like my opinion doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I'll still give it, but it doesn't really matter. It's like, what's the funny spin? How do I make this work? That's why I say I don't really have a side. Like, you know, yeah, I voted for Donald Trump. I'm clear about that because I know that people will try to weapon weaponize it. So I always make sure that I mention it as much as possible so that and people still will jump on my social media and be like, didn't you vote for Donald Trump? And it's like I say that all the time, like just so nobody ever forgets it. So you don't have this opportunity to do this that's why I always mention it it's not because I'm so proud of my vote even though I still don't regret my vote and like I said it's happening again because you guys just want it so bad I'm gonna give it to you um but yeah it, like for me I don't have a side like that when it comes to comedy my thing is to find what's funny and sometimes I'll say stuff that I don't even mean like you know I just don't mean it it's like you know it's a funny thought i had that i thought if i could continue to recreate that moment or recreate that feeling then people would laugh and like sometimes i mean it but i mean the opposite of it i'm being ironic sometimes like there's everything in what i do you know like that's the way my comedy continues to grow and even through this shutdown i can tell you even through not being able to perform like just the amount that i've been thinking and the amount of time i've had to really just soak things in and spending time a alone because even though I talk about the like you know not really being the best at social distancing which I'm not and everything I told you guys is true I still spend a lot of time alone even when we're not under any kind of social distancing orders you know it's just the way I live but then when you put me in this situation you know which has been the shutdown and a lot of people are afraid to come out and I haven't been able to go to bars and the places we perform and stuff like that you know when all of that's been taking taken away from me it's just caused my thinking to evolve even more and for me to think even more. And like, you know, I my comedy has grown and I know that even though I haven't been able to do physical stand up. I did the one Zoom show and that was because it was my friend Marga's show and I respect her and she personally asked me to do it. And I had said that I wasn't going to do any Zoom shows, but I also felt like this is a particular moment in time where I can say that I participated in a particular type of thing or what 
people that it might evolve into or might have no choice but to evolve to evolve into and still might uh, we don't know what's going to happen we don't know if there's going to be a second wave you know like i am not trying to speak in absolutes when it comes to covid and stuff but just from the way things were pointing and the way things were looking and the way things are looking right now it's not quite what they were expecting it to be which also i don't necessarily think is the most conspiratorial thing you know sometimes i think that people have a different idea and the numbers are pointing to like the weather you know like look at how like now the weather is more consistent but when i was younger the weather guy didn't know shit you know i mean like yeah they get out there and take their guests nightly and whatever but like people used to always joke about that you know the weatherman was always wrong and so um you know now it's gotten a lot better but when it comes to like you know predicting a virus that we've never dealt with before i get it some people might have been trying their best i know people talk about fauci and bill gates and the who and all of that see to me all of that doesn't even sound like conspiracy theory to me that sounds like likely things that could just be going on like i don't even look at it in any way like you know ooh, it's so under it's like yeah, that there's business you're talking about in that in that situation. There's power you're talking about in that situation. There's medicine and science, which are things people always mess up on because they're not exact, you know, like so to me, it's like, what is why does it hurt me to take in any of this information or hear the different theories, you know? And and how is how is it hurting me? to like take this in and then some of it be like, yeah, that doesn't sound like it makes sense to me or that doesn't add up or this does add up or this seems to make some sense or it would seem to make this part make more sense. And what's the matter with, and maybe you're wrong about all these theories, like who does know, you know, like maybe, maybe when it's all said and done, you get proven wrong on certain things, but what's, what's the matter with taking in information and like updating as things go on? Like I said, with me, with the tattoos on my face, I noticed that there was a difference in the way that I was treated before and after. And that gave me a better understanding, even though not an exact understanding of what it is that black men are talking about sometimes, or black people in general are talking about sometimes. So, you know, like, why not update the operating system once you have new information? Why would you want to continue to run on the old stuff just because it's comfortable? Like, to me, that's what doesn't make sense. And when people are worried about stand-up and stuff like that, like, the way I feel about it is if I come from the place of no matter how it evolves, I'm going to figure out how to work with it, how to work in it, how to make it happen, then what do I have to worry about? If I've already decided for myself that I'm going to make, and then you could say, well, what if you don't adjust? Well, I just told you that I'm going to, and I, you know what? I'm in charge of me. I'm in charge of what I can do. So when I got to the club the other night and they said that I was going to have to get my temperature taken, which they just, you know, hit you with a little laser real quick. So when I went ahead and had to get my temperature taken, had to figure out if they were going to want me to do the PPE or what was going to work out, like as far as, you know, which trying to do a mask from stage, but also makes sense for social distancing that you wouldn't need a mask because you're on stage and, you know, a healthy distance away from almost any audience raised and, you know, away and so like i really wasn't thinking that was going to be a thing but if it was then i was going to have to figure out how i was, was going to have to deal with that 
you know, and like meeting people, doing the meet and greet after the show. Like I can still stand a distance and give them a warm wave and stuff like that. If people want to come up and hug me, that's an option. I'm not worried about it. And I know some people would say that's whatever, whatever. But, you know, if that's not happening inside the actual building, you know, then it's not the building's liability and I'm not doing it as, you know, I'm just saying goodnight to people, you know, I don't I, like for me, I feel like, you know, with what's been going on with like suicide and people's mental health and stuff like that. I think it's nice for me to be a safe space for people that want to hug. Maybe some people haven't had a hug in a little while. So if I feel like I'm bulletproof, then you can come over and hug me. And I definitely am not going to hold you responsible or feel like, you know, well, if I just haven't given those hugs, like, so what if I die from giving fucking hugs? Like, you know, and I know it's like, you know, well, you can take my grandmother and me, me, me. Well, you know, maybe I think I'm worth 10 people. So if I take 10 people down with me when I go, then it was worth it. All right. Maybe that's the way I see it. But all I know is that, you know, I... I'm going to evolve with the world when it comes to, you know, even social changes. It's not like I'm a person that's resistant to any of that. Like I told you, I update all the time, like my thinking and just like what I'm open to and the way I'm willing to see it different people's ways. And it's not something I have to like work at. It's technically something I have to work at to not allow that stuff in, to not change the way that I'm thinking. You know, that would take some work to just and I think that that's what stresses some people out is that they think that they have to forever hold on to these principles and values that in some cases don't serve them anymore. But because this is the track that I'm on, this is the track that I have to stay on, or else the people around me are going to think that maybe I'm a person that doesn't have strong conviction. Fuck the people around me. The people around me are either growing and changing too, or guess what? They're not the people around me because my circle will evolve as well. It doesn't have to because I got to say one thing that has happened in my life from being the type of person that I am is I do hang out with a lot of people. Um, well, I don't hang out with a lot of people, but I know a lot of people and the people that are closest to me are always willing to take in new information too. And we definitely don't work as an echo chamber for each other. Like me and the people that I deal with, like, you know, Chris Doran is my best friend, his wife, Mandy, a like, you know, they're to me one. So he's my best friend. She's my best friend. We're friends and uh, their family is what they really are. And so like my feeling on it is like, you know, I notice them like change and evolve in the way their thinking goes and they think their way. And I think mine. And, you know, I like, you know, when it comes to, for example, we're talking about COVID in that kind of situation. I've also been clear with people that if they're not comfortable with hugs, they're not comfortable with handshakes. I'm not going to shame you at all. And I'm not going to make you feel at all weird about that. I can give you just as warm of a hello from over here with a wave. You know, I can show you with my eyes that I, you know, respect you that I, you know, like, but I get it. You might have different factors. And so you might be like, I'm comfortable to go out. I don't want a lot of hugs and handshakes, though, because I'm immunocompromised or I, uh, you know, have an older mother that I'm trying to take care of at the same time. And so, you know, and I know that there's different people that are making it work that way. You know, even if they feel like they have to get home immediately, like I read about one friend that said that, you know, because somebody in his family is immunocompromised, as soon as he gets home from work, he immediately takes off his clothes and gets in the shower. He leaves his clothes in the garage. So some people would say that ex that's extreme. But to me, I'm saying if that's what makes you feel better, 
if that's the way you live in your house and it makes you feel like you're taking care of your loved ones, then do that. And if you don't feel like you should hug me, I'm not going to force that on you that way either. And I'm not going to judge you. But I think all of us need to stop judging each other so much when it comes to those kinds of things because different people live different ways. Like me personally, you know, I halfway joke about it, but it's like, the truth, you know, like there, there was just a way that I was raised that was a bit more natural in a lot of ways, which to look at my face, you might not like right away think natural was the way I was living. But in a lot of ways, I am very natural, you know, like I don't um, when I was growing up, I couldn't always get Excedrin, aspirin, like that kind of stuff. You know, my mom wasn't big on drugging us or having us on any kind of. So like we had to deal with a lot of things, you know, if a headache got really bad then, you know, we could have something, but it was very rare that we actually needed anything. And my mom ended up proving that through forcing us, you know, because she was our mother and she was in charge of that stuff. And so like, I didn't grow up taking a lot of pills and I didn't grow up feeling like, you know, I had to, um, worry about a lot of things as far as the health front went and stuff like that. And then being on the road as much as I have, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I I am a little bit grimy sometimes. And for me, that's fine. It's part of having a healthy immune system. So, you know, when it came to even the mask situation, it was like people were so mad about the mask. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to wear a mask, you know, stay six feet away from me and I'll respect social distancing and that kind of stuff. But I personally feel like if you are asking me not to build my immune system or allow my immune system to build the way that it's supposed to build and for me to live in the most natural way that I feel possible, then you are infringing on my rights, you know, and it's not something I'm going to argue with you. I'm just not going to wear a mask like, you know, and that's what I realized was like the thing I had to stop talking about that on Facebook because people weren't understanding that, you know, I'm it's not something I'm going to argue with you the way that I you know, if there's a store that I want to go into and they require a mask, I've got a mask in the car. If it's if I feel like the product is worth it or I need to get what's inside the store inside that store, then I will respect that. But as far as if it's my personal choice and I don't need anything from there or if it's a product that isn't necessarily worth it, you know what I mean? There might be like a like I don't feel like wearing a mask to go get an ice cream cone or it might be something like that. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'll just skip it. And that's my choice too, but I'm not going to protest it and be like, you guys shouldn't make us wear a mask or no, everybody do what they want to do. And I'll decide whether or not I want to, you know, patronize your establishment. I, I don't know what you want to hear from me. You know, I mean, like, I don't know why it all has to be such a thing and we have to tell everybody exactly what they're supposed to do. And then, you know, like the shelter in place wasn't for the like, in my opinion, it was more of a rehearsal for when the city started burning down. Because, you know, like like I said, Vegas, they controlled a lot of that. And I get it. It's because we all got to get back on the floor. You know, it's a bunch of fucking whores. Everybody get to your corners like that's the way it's got to work here. So, like I said, I get it. But like other cities. Some of you guys are really going through it, and I'm like, that's where the real shelter in place needs to happen right now. And then they were talking about going to some of the residential neighborhoods, and, you know, like Antifa had put out on Twitter. See, this is why I say that they 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 hurt the cause, because the cause isn't about terrorizing people in their homes. 
Like, that's not what this is supposed to be about. This is supposed to be about, you know, putting an end to police brutality against black people. Like, that's a cause I can get down with. When you say, you know, we're going to go to people's homes, go to residential areas and start looting. Like, that's where I'm like, no, that's not what you do. That's not what this is supposed to be about. Terrorizing people in their homes? No. But, you know, then, of course... Like I said before, and you know the worst part about me being called racist is the most annoying thing about that is there's not a single black person that knows me that would describe me as racist. So who do you think is calling me racist? It's always white kids on the internet that have never met me before. Now, do I say things that are racially insensitive? Sometimes constantly. You know, but there's also the fact that I'm Mexican and a lot of times I'm talking about my own race, you know, so take that for what it is. You know, I mean, like, do I not am I not allowed to have opinions about my own race? Like being Mexican-American, I'm not allowed to say certain things. And you want to know something about that? I don't know a lot of Mexicans that are offended by the stuff that I say. Like most of them are like, yeah, that's true. Or you're stupid or, you know, like it's like in real life, people get me. But online, it's like this whole thing where I'm racist and homophobic and transphobic and everything else. You know, it's just I can't do it. Like, you know, that's why, like I said, I have started to ease off the Internet because life around me is great and fresh air and people wear masks or don't wear masks and people go out to the protest and they're cool like the people that i knew that were going to the protest are cool people and their hearts are in the right place and they for the most part do believe in change there are a few of them that are pessimistic and i only bring that up because i feel like they're working against themselves because i really do believe in law and law of attraction i really do and i really do believe what you concentrate on does get bigger so if you're going to concentrate on the hate part of everything then the hate's going to get bigger if you're going to concentrate on the positive side of everything then that's what's going to be bigger and guess what in my life as cheesy as it sounds where i'm at age-wise everything to do with me I just want to concentrate on the better side of things. I just want to look at and keep a realistic view of it. But definitely, I want to focus on the positive side of things. All of the changes that have made been made over the years as far as race goes, sexual into- orientation, sexual identity, like, you know, uh, feminist issues, misogyny, uh, the Me Too movement, like the good things that have come from, because good things have come from, even though some of the movements to me were, I didn't like their approaches or they were whiny or whatever, good things have happened. Good things, people behave better than they used to. And so for me, I want to concentrate on the good part and not be another source of, oh, this is what's terrible. And when I post on social media, a lot of times that's where I'm coming from. You know, like when today I put um, Joe Biden himself wouldn't know what to do in this situation. I think that was what I put on Facebook. And I'm not needling people when I do that. I'm just making fun of the fact that, like, you know, this is our alternative, like, and I'm not doing it. So why don't you guys, why don't you guys cancel the DNC and just decide you're going to decide who the candidate is 
everybody fucking write them in. I'm sure if everybody, like, people think writing doesn't count or, like, going third party or, no, you, anywhere that you all concentrate your energy and anything you all really, really believe in and if you were to get on the same page and be like, well, this is just what our, what our, what we're doing, then I feel like that, that change could happen. And that part, may sound to people to be like Pollyanna me, but that's the way I feel. But also, I voted for Trump, and we were all told he didn't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning. All of us were told that. All the way up until the election. All of us were told that over and over. The polls said it, no matter what we said logically, that was like, you know, this is why, this is the groups that I've been exposed to, these are the places that I've been that tell me that I've driven across the country, I've seen the signs. At that time, I was working the road a lot, like, you know, so I was seeing the support personally then there was what i was seeing on the news then there was a way he was handing everybody's ass to them in debate because whether or not you like it or whether or not you like it he's a good speaker or not necessarily even a good speaker he's just good at fucking making people look bad kind of see why i voted for him you know it's like we have a similar mo when it comes to that kind of thing i don't mind admitting that um but like you know it does he inspire me not really but like i i have a respect for it as a fellow troll you know, I am like, well, he kind of got him with that one. <laughs> they they didn't see that one coming. It's a good troll move. But, uh, you know, like, uh, there's just a lot where, you know, it's you're setting yourself up for failure if you're, like, putting your eggs in the Biden basket. Like, make some change over there. Do some cancelings that'll get you what you actually need, what you actually want. As I personally don't want to listen to you, bitch, for another four years. Um, I, I really don't, but I feel like you guys are headed that way. And I f- feel like you'll have no one to blame but yourselves when, when that happens. Because, you know, I've voiced different, um, different uh, concerns that I've had, like when I was still actively trying to maintain my relationship with the left and I was always treated like I was stupid and like I should have nothing to say and that I should just do what I'm told and you know go with what everybody else was saying but when in my heart I'm like that's not going to be a winning strategy and I don't like the way that that feels you know not the not winning strategy part only but just you know the things that I'm asked to dismiss or pretend are okay or be blind to, um, then I'm not going to do it. And so, you know, maybe listen to some of the people that are kind of on the outside but still trying to help, still wish that they could be on your side. You know, like another podcast I listen to, which, like, I don't listen to podcasts. There's technically three podcasts I listen to. Um, Joe Rogan's I listened to on and off. Tim Dillon's I listened to religiously. And then I recently got put on um, to Bridget Fetessy's, uh podcast, which she has Watkins Welcome is the podcast. And then she also has Dumpster Fire, 
which is her um, like her new show. And I really like both. But Dumpster Fire is really fun in the way that she talks about current events and stuff. And she's in a similar position to what I am, you know, and she actually has like a big following like Tim Dillon's following is huge. Um, but, you know, so they have their their platforms and they're people that are just like. I think would be on the left if the left would just like the same way I feel just like, you know, just stop being so ridiculous. Like, yeah, you're right. I should be on your side. But one, you don't know how to talk to people. And two, you get a little too extreme and sometimes act like everybody's supposed to just be on board and any kind of derision, any kind of like uh, kickback is going to get you canceled and labeled a racist and everything else. And it's like, I wasn't even saying anything that serious. I just was saying that I think that we could do this in a better way, or maybe this doesn't make sense to me, or maybe this falls a little short of equality and turns more into like something a little bit different, like preferential treatment. And maybe I don't want to go with that. Or, or like, you know, there are certain things that you see through and you're kind of like, well, this is kind of bullshit. And but you're not allowed to say it. So if you don't let me say it and then I find my own way of thinking and I'm like saying stuff that you don't like. Well. At that point, where are we like, you know, I'm just supposed to concede to what it is you want? Well, I'm not going to do that. So then you're going to be getting something from me you don't like, but it's not out of spite. It's just because I'm at this point just completely negating everything you say the same way you do with me and then this is where you end up which is a place that you don't like because since i'm following my path i'm actually happy <clears throat> yeah and not blindly ha like looking around seeing things that aren't perfect uh, we have some work to go but i'm still optimistic and we'll see that happen i just got to take my own path to get there so i hope that made sense to you guys and i hope i wrapped up everything that i started to talk about i know sometimes i get a little sidetracked and but you know and i didn't want to set up like for the unbothered uh you know video edition i just wanted to do like um i wanted to do um, just a kick back, lay down on my couch, old school, unbothered, which is, if you know anything about this, the way these started. So I'm sure I'll upload it to YouTube, but there's going to be no visual because I didn't set up a camera and whatever else. I'm just kicking back on my couch. And like I said, check out um, Bridget Fetacy. That's who you, got, who you got to check out. She just uploaded something. Dumpster Fire 15. Um, I don't know if that's just uploaded or whatever. But yeah, check out Bridget Fetacy on YouTube. And then also check out Tim Dillon on YouTube. And uh, those people, I think, are people to pay attention to. Um, because they're so independent thinkers. And that's a good thing. And a lot of that people are losing but i feel like it's coming back well not i feel i know it's coming back so um do what i'm telling you i i really do love all of you and i appreciate all the people that still listen to me even though um you know we've lost some but it's because i'm inconsistent with putting anything out and i'm not gonna say i'm gonna be better about that i can try but 
I'm done lying to you guys. It's what it is. I love you. Thank you. Stay unbothered.